Brittany. I'm Kevin. And I'm Jose. And this is Music for Your Eyes. It's a podcast about music videos we love, hate, and should have been made. Hello, Jose. Hi, Kevin. How's your closet? It's good. I'm actually in a bedroom, but you know. Um, Ooh, fancy. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm upgrading in life. Uh, next step, living room, you know. Oh, well, when you get there, let me know. I'll let you know. Today we are talking about a kind of music video that I think we have talked about doing so many times, but there are too many good options and it was overwhelming and I had to sit down with my roommate and watch like 25 of them and create subcategories and pick one. We do the research so you don't have to. We are talking about one-shot music videos set in a warehouse. Okay, Jose, I, watching all those music videos, realized that a one-shot music video might be my favorite kind of music video. Ooh, why? I find them so impressive. Because, like, not only is it, like, technically so difficult, like, the choreography of, of literal dancing, but then cameras and lighting and props and, like, this perfect once-in-a-lifetime achievement of, like, three minutes of everyone doing the right thing at the exact same time, mm. go. It is so impressive to me. Like, it literally leaves an impression on my mind. And I think some of these are, like, some of the most memorable music videos. And they're also so captivating. Because if you're actually going to do a one-shot music video, it has to be done so well that it keeps your attention the whole time mm-hmm. and you get no time to look away and like no time to think about what you're watching because you have to follow the next thing that's happening and they are simply marvelous brilliant show-stopping earth-shaking never been done before except like the 30 i watched which had all been done before <laughs> i think it holds i i agree with that i think i like the fact that especially with one-shot music videos where it holds eye contact with the camera it forces you to kind of feel and understand what the protagonist is going through. I do, I will say that some one-shot music videos, which I'm sure you've seen some bad ones, it, um, sometimes it gets gimmicky. Um, and I don't, I, I, we haven't even introduced the music videos we're doing today, so I'll hold the ones that I feel like are gimmicky later on. Look, you can just say, okay, go. It's a safe space. Oh, no, it's not even okay, go's music videos. Um, Gwen Stefani did one that was called um, Make, Make Me Like You. Yeah, I which watched was, that one. Which was also a low-key Target commercial. That I one felt like commercial. it had to go through some gimmicks. It's cute, but it, like... Well, okay, this is a really good question. Because it is kind of a gimmick. Like, there is, like, a really fundamental, like, conceit to these music videos. Which is, we're going to mm-hmm. film it in one shot. And that is supposed to be a thing to hook you in. Like, right. you're supposed to hear, oh, this is a one-shot music video. And be like, oh, let's see what they did. <laughs> You're right, it is kind of a gimmick, and it's sometimes kind of it's gimmick. more put on than other times, but at the end of the day, that Gwen Stefani one is still wildly impressive, because she did it live. Do you remember that? <gasps> she did it live? It was like, at the American Music Awards, or the Billboard oh. Awards, or whatever, they were like, oh, a special live performance of Gwen Stefani filming oh, that's awesome. music video. And so they cut to her, I guess it, it's probably in a warehouse, it's not on, on my list today, but they filmed that music video in one take live during like a, oh, wow. an award show or something. And it they nailed it. I mean, it, it they did it really well. Um, but it's a complete gimmick. It's also a Target ad. 
Let's also talk about yeah. Let's also talk about what you're going to talk about today because I think these are none of these are gimmicky, which makes me really excited. Absolutely, let's get into it. Today we are talking about three music videos: one, two, three, four by Feist, "Call Your Girlfriend" by Robin, and "Ignore Me" by Betty Who. Ooh, uh, which one do you get to start with? One, two, three, four. Tell me that you love me more. Sleepless, long nights, eyes with my. So this music video was the lead single off of Feist's third album. Wow. I think way back when I thought Feist was like new when this came out, but she had been in the music scene for like more than fifteen years by the time Whoa. that one, two, three, four came out. I know it is a long time, and the whole world was introduced to it all at once in a famous commercial for the iPod Mini Nano Video, whatever yes. it was. Oh, I had that iPod. I remember it clear as day. Yes. It, it was one of the, it wasn't the like the tall skinny one. It was like one of the more square ones. It was and a it square one. Did you, when did you get it? Do you remember? I, I think I got it 2009. I got it late, but I remember seeing it on TV and going, oh, that's the one I want. Because I hadn't had an iPod before yet. And I was like, oh, I want, I want that. So, so. Yes, it being an Apple commercial, and that was, like, right when iPods and iPhones and stuff were still taking off, and they were brand new technology, Mm -hmm. so that definitely played into it, but I think, like, Feist's music video being a one-shot and being so visually compelling, and it being a really catchy song that, like, anyone from, like, your grandma to your little brother could just get stuck in their head really made it take off because yes. the week before that commercial came out it had 2000 downloads and the week after it had 73000 downloads wow so this is a case of a music video plus a commercial like changing a song's success oh. um, and it's fitting so well without again feeling so commercial like it just made sense that that it, pairing made sense it was effortless, and it was directed mm-hmm. by uh, Patrick Daughters, who did a lot of work with the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, like from 2003 to like recently. Also mm-hmm. worked with Death Cab for Cutie, Suddenly I See, Star, Katie oh! Kunstall, <gasps> Big Girl You Are Beautiful by Mika, Oh, and another, we could debate this on another episode, another maybe one-shot music video, Send My Love to Your New Lover by Adele. Oh, that's not a one shot. We'll debate that later. I thought we'll that was one shot, later. but so he, so he and Feist worked together on a bunch of other music videos, but this was obviously their most famous one. Uh, the cinematographer was Sean Kim, and the choreographer was uh, Naomi LaFrance. She's Quebecois, so I'm not really sure how to pronounce her name. I'm sorry. Um, so this music video, to set the scene, because these are all filmed in slightly different ways, this one is kind of, is only filmed facing one direction in the warehouse. If you picture like a room with four sides, on one side is the whole crew just standing there against a wall, and the mm-hmm. camera is facing forwards, and the other three sides make up the stage. So it's like a very, like, theatrical setup. Okay. Now you're going to watch this music video, and it's one shot, but if you're actually thinking, oh, this is the camera moving one time, you're going to have a number of moments where you go, wait... How does this work? Because mm-hmm. it starts with Feist walking out. She looks right at the camera. And then people, like, dive out from behind her. And you're like, where did they come oh, from? I've rewatched that over and over, trying to figure out how did they get everyone behind Feist? 
and that the camera didn't see their feet or like their movement. There are like, no, there is no CGI. It was all ow. like practical physical effects. How so did they do that? Half of the dancers were squatting on the ground, and when she like walks into like the main shot, they just have it like at her waist level, so you don't see anyone's heads. And oh. then they all stand up straight behind her, and then they all start falling when the other half of the dancers come to catch them. And that's how they appear. Wow. And then they disappear at the end of the music video the same way. They literally just stand in a perfect line right behind her and squat down. And but, that's it. Like, I'll be real. Vice is, um, you know, a thin person. Like, it, I, it, I, I couldn't understand the, the physics of it, but you're it's, right. Camera work plays It's literally just practical effects and, like, trying these things over and over again. And so that goes on, and then we have, have the moment that I think was, like, most iconic to me, where she, the guy grabs her, and he's holding her sideways, and she walks around a spiral of the people. Oh, yes. But it's filmed from overhead. This is in one shot, it goes from being, like, a face-on to an overhead shot that follows her as it goes around in a spiral. And then she, like, falls into it, and then later on... She's, um, like, carried on, uh, like, crowd surfing style. And then she's, mm -hmm. like, dropped into their arms and, like, carried through a tunnel. And the camera spins, like, 360 degrees, like, like top to bottom, top to bottom. So disorienting. One shot with a camera does all of these things. And so I was like, hold on. What is this camera? How does this work? And so in a behind-the-scenes that you can watch online, I'm one of, like, 100,000 people who ever watched it, um... It is this crazy camera rig that is on a crane so it can get the height to go right, over her. Right, It's got to go up and down. But then it, it, it has some kind of stabilizer and like 360 in both directions. I don't even know how you explain mm. that. Like the 720 so it can spin sideways on its axis to get that one shot. And it can go 360 forwards and backwards to get like straight above her and then on face level. And it's got some kind of stabilizer in it. So, like, whoever was working this, this is, like, more complicated than a drone to get these shots. Mm. And part of it that makes it more difficult is that it was only in that theatrical, like, kind of setup where there's only three walls you can work with. So they couldn't, like, turn around oh. her at any point to get another side. So they had to have this right. crazy camera rig. Guess what inspired the one, two, three, four music video? Um, Not flash mobs. No, um, I don't know, the rainbow flag? Feist, as a young girl, lived in Calgary, Canada. And okay. she, along with thousands of Canadian teens, participated in the 1988 Winter Olympics opening ceremony. Oh. And what they did, I found a video. If you go to, like, listentofeist.com slash Olympics, they have a whole page to explain this, because I was like, how do I find footage of this? What are they talking about? They had hundreds of teens in different, like, brightly colored parkas running around to create different shapes of uh, sports at the Winter Olympics. That's so cute. And so they spent two years choreographing this, and Feist was like, oh, yeah, that's what inspired me to make the one, two, three, four music video. Oh, she just saw, she did, she experienced something difficult choreography-wise and said, let me do that again, because it looks I cool. I think this music video is so good, because it's one shot, and it's so well choreographed, and that there's so many interesting segments to go through. There's the people falling, and then there's, like, the walking, kind of the, almost like the square dancing, where they walk right past each other in the mm -hmm. bright colors. And there's the spiral, and there's the crowd surfing, and then there's that, like, sw that spiral of people running around her at the end of it. 
it is only like three minutes long and I can think of so many distinct parts of it and the outfits are so perfect that everyone's wearing just like monochrome uh it's like purple purple yellow green and red and then she's in like that sparkly blue dress so pretty and it is perfect it is a wonderful music video that it's it I watched it and I was like, this is one of the best of all time. Like, it is so... And it fits the song, too. That's the best part. It is sweet and simple, but has kind of, like, big moments in it. And I love it so much. Jose, what do you think of this music video? So, I love the fact that in this music video, they... the the chore- You were making a good point about, like, the choreography and its importance. The fact that no one bumped into each other is a big feat. Like... There are music videos where I've looked at some of the dancers and there's like just a slight, you know, misstep or one of them bumps. But this music video, no one bumped into each other in that like cross section of running into each other. That's impressive. It literally, it's literally just the skipping sections where they're walking in like at right angles to each other. I'm like, I don't trust like that. Like I couldn't do that. And they show. It's insane. And the behind the scenes, they show them practicing, like, the falling as the first move. Ugh. And literally, you just do a trust fall sideways into someone. And that's how you start. Can you imagine, like, Ugh. okay, we need everything to go right. And you're asking, like, 40 strangers to fall into 40 strangers' arms and do the, it properly. The trust. And what I like about it, and again, so there's, like, two things to this music video that I'm so glad you chose. I think, for me, it's, if not the best, but one of the best one-shot music videos of all time just because of its color, its use of color, simplicity, and the fact that these dancers feel like everyday people as well. Like, you're not, like, these people are extensively trained, but they all look like they just showed up. Did they play the track in the warehouse? Yes, because in the music video, you can hear, like, Putin and hollering. I love that. I love that you hear And the claps, I think. So I think they were, I think they were playing it in the warehouse and then also recording the people up. There's a section where everyone starts going woo as they run in a circle. I find that so, I would pay Kevin, I would have actually paid myself. You know, everybody else got paid. I paid to go and dance in that music video. Yes, it is a joy. It's truly a joy. joy. What a joy. Okay, those are all my thoughts. Good. The next video we're gonna talk about came out June 2nd, 2011. Robin by Robin. Um, this I think is the most iconic music video we're going to talk about today, but also like in some ways one of the most iconic of the 2010s. I'm going to say that. What do you think? In this, in um, yes, and I'll, I'll I say in its rawness. R-A-W-N-E-S-S. Yes, absolutely. But it was like, it was kind of, it was spoofed, so SNL, so Taryn Killam did like a spoof of it we'll talk about later. And it was kind of mocked a little bit because she's wearing this like crazy, like furry little crop top sweater thing. With with the leggings. And she's doing her dancing, which is weird. Like the world got introduced like to like Robin's like quote unquote weird dancing. Oh. But then the song itself also went like totally viral. Like, oh, this yeah. is a song, if you put on at a party with anyone under, like, anyone from, like, I don't know, like, 25 to 35 or 40, mm-hmm. 
they will like know all the words, be in their feels. It is like it was a huge smash. And then this music video, again, just like the iPod commercial, like I think just catalyzed it into something so memorable. And again, it like Ugh. leaves an impression. Like you put this on at a party and you tell someone, oh, do the Robin dance. Like everyone can do this kind of like jerky, sensual thing. Oh, yeah. The the rawness of it, like, I I, I mean, I, I, you might explain it a little bit more, but just even the breakdown of the song and the strobe lights in a warehouse, just going haywire, there's no rhythm. It's it's a jazzercise class gone wrong, but it feels so right, you know? So, this music video is filmed in a warehouse, but this time it's 360, in that she is using the entire space, and there's only, there's one camera that's a live person following her the whole time, and is mm. doing, like... Real cinematography, like di- like a dancer. Literally, the camera is almost like another dancer because it, it closes in on her and it steps away and it's on her face tilts too. On oh, her yeah. face, it follows her on the ground. And I found forever ago, I found this like behind the scenes thing explaining how they made it, but I couldn't find it again. But basically, there's actually a little what's it called? Video Village is like when they're filming things it's the place where all the screens are where like the director watches it and stuff oh uh-huh uh-huh well, the, the video the video village is actually in that warehouse in like a little tented off area they made that you don't really notice hmm. and they were controlling all of the lights from there <gasps> and That's cool. so there were actually four other people in the warehouse with robin while she was doing this there was the cameraman and there were two guys holding the wires behind him like making sure they stayed out of the way and and he didn't trip on them and then there was a sound guy or something Hmm. and so it's actually you watch the behind the scenes stuff and it is so impressive because basically you're like oh all of you have to learn the choreography like to make this one shot music video it's not just like the artist has to like do the performance it's like everyone has to know the whole performance they have to be like musically and choreographically involved hold up that's real choreography yes okay thank you very much everyone thinks that robin just like got out there in her fields maybe had a glass of wine and like did that but it was actually choreographed by her friend maria decida decida Wahlberg, who's also swedish and the whole inspiration oh. was they wanted the music video to give you a sense of what Robin is like as a live performer in concert. Okay. Because she was doing the electric slide a couple times to see the She's Wahlberg. doing the electric slide. She's humping <laughs> the ground famously. Uh-huh. But it's all choreographed. Wow. Um, can you imagine learning like three and a half minutes of choreography in a 360 space where, like, you have to walk around and hit your marks and turn oh. to the camera. Like, how much time and effort that would With take. With that kind of jerky-ass dance, the fact that she's hitting marks for that dance, look, it, that must have been extremely difficult. Because there's not even a, a eight count. That hurt, none of her moves look like they had an eight count. Maybe, like, a two count to move back and forth, and then she frenzied somewhere else in the middle of the warehouse. It's wild. That's well, wild. And that's what it's like... And the one shot of it makes it more, I mean, compelling to watch in that, like, her dancing is so unexpected. Like, it's never doing the thing you think it's going to do. It's never really on the beat. And you follow it for one thing, though, and it feels so, like, visceral. Like, she's actually going through it, and the song is so heightened. It's like, it's a Robin anthem. Mm Mm-hmm. And the one shot of it all, and the fact that, 
she can hit the camera and you kind of end up at this moment where she's like staring right at the camera and you're like, oh my God, how did she find us? Like it's so like th- that she comes, that she comes back around to the camera. The camera can like find her after like tilting and swaying is so amazing. And the lighting cues, let's just talk about, you love lighting. This music sure studio's do. lighting is bananas. What do you make of it? Um, I mean, I make of it as the, the fact that she, the fact that the lighting was responding to the music, especially the breakdown before the final chorus was immaculate. And yeah, and the mood too, like when the song soothed, the lighting soothed down, her movements responded to it. I mean, they did, you know what I'm actually really happy about? The fact that like a lot of times for these kind of music videos, you see equipment. Like you've talked about Kevin, how yes. well equipment is hidden. And the fact that you don't see like a lot of the track lights, the fact that you don't even see a camera track, you know what I'm talking about? The yes. little train tracks on a floor no, with camera. There's none of that. Cause it's, it's a real person. Yeah. I, I would hate that track. because that ruins this feeling of spontaneity. And so I didn't even think about the lighting because I could only think about the fact that she is in my head. She was improving this so well, like the dance moves are wild. But I was so impressed how well improv she was doing it. And now that you're telling me it was choreographed, makes it even better. So the lights are actually, it's again, it's one of those tricks again of like where your focus is that she's so compelling that there are the lights on the walls that you can spot throughout the music video. Oh, forgot them. But, but it isn't until the warehouse lights come down and those like spring to life. Yes. That you realize it. And this is like so funny that they kind of like, Everyone in the behind the scenes like kind of made this as an offhand joke, but what is Robin's other like super famous song? Uh, dancing on my own. So this is a music video of Robin literally dancing on her own. Yeah. In a warehouse that is then made to feel like a club. Like I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Oh. Right. And I Right. This this could have been the music video for Dancing on My Own. <laughs> it could have been. And it's so like interesting how is it like that like Robin makes this specific kind of music that is so like you just feel it and you just dance and move, but like you want to be alone in a dark room and you want the strobes and it's like a club feeling to it. It's it's amazing. Can I tell it you a amazing. quick can I tell you a quick story related to this music video? Tell me a quick story related to the music video. Um, shout out to my friend uh and who you know as well, my friend Joette. Her and I, one night we love Joette. in college, you know, these are college days. Um, we were not down to go to the parties in, in on campus, and we noticed that there was a part of, of like a little dance auditorium, um, which they called the barn. You know the barn, Kevin. Um I'm familiar those, with the barn. One of those dance auditoriums, and it was empty. And I was like, Joette, why don't we just get this little strobe light, put it in the middle of the room, and dance. And the first song we put on was Call Your Girlfriend. And we, two people in the dark with one strobe light, we had so much fun. It is, And I think that, like, really became, like, a movement and a touchstone for so many people. Because, oh, yeah. again, at college, like, if you put that song on, I would start doing, quote-unquote, the Robin dance or whatever <laughs> it was. And you just need, like, spontaneity and energy. And I, I have one friend who loved it. And then he would, like, try and put the song on at a party and be like, Kevin, do the Robin dance. And I'd be like, no, it's not how it works. 
it has to be so like like vulnerable and real and like you're just feeling it. So you're saying it gave bravery to people who really can't dance that they can dance. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying you can't dance, Jose. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're saying Robin dance. Because describe, before we move on, please describe the Robin dance. What's the Robin dance, Kevin? Um, what is that? You, you would say it's herky-a-jerky. <laughs> but also like very sensual oh yes like very like rubbing like kind of rubbing your body and doing body waves in like a lot of directions oh yes and it's unfettered it's unfiltered it's yes it looks unchoreographed it's not pretty it's not which is which is nice it it matches the and you're so right you can't ask somebody to do that kind of dance in the middle of a party because it just doesn't feel right to what the song is portraying which is this um Unfe- yeah, what you're saying, unfettered, unfiltered, like almost heartbreak in some way that you just want to dance it out. And Robin is dancing the feelings out of her. And it's and it's so funny because the song, everyone like really grapples with this song. Like, what is it about? Because it's 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 like the polite version of break up with your girlfriend. Yeah. Because it's saying like, you're going to end that relationship over there for me. But like, do it with love and compassion. Tell her that the only Who tells a guy to break up with their girlfriend and be like, hey, help her with the heartbreak, though? Like, yeah, don't be And ass. it won't make sense right now, but she's still your friend. And then you let her down easy. And so it's like, it's the dancing is like big and tender, but also so confident and like kind of swaggery at moments. Mm-hmm. Like the humping the ground is like kind of ridiculous, but it's also like, um, it's, you're like, yeah, this is what you're leaving her for. I mean, you know, it makes sense. I don't know. Before we go on to the next music video, I have a guarantee. A guarantee to you, Kevin, and a guarantee Guarantee to our listeners. If you do the Robin dance once a day, you will live longer. That's a guarantee. (laughs) Oh, oh, if you do the Robin dance once a day, I'm not sure you'll ever die. I mean, that's not a guarantee, but it is a good thing. It's a good, it's a good hypothesis that I'll test. You can't sue us. We don't have anything. (laughs) We got nothing. We got nothing. All right, well, let's talk about the last music video. Came on February twentieth, twenty eighteen. Ignore me by Betty Who. Who? The best thing you, you can, can do, do is just ignore me. Forget I was born, baby. Ignore me. You don't need me anymore. Since you don't need me anymore. Betty Who. What a phenomenon Betty Who is, in which she is known and also who is she? <laughs> Elusive. Betty Who is Australian. This music video was, I think this song was the lead single off of her last album. Isn't it called Betty? It's called, it is called Betty. You're right. Betty. Yeah. And this is, I think of these, this is actually the catchiest one to me. Because when this song came out, I put it on repeat for like six hours. It is so musically catchy. Yes. And it's, and, and, and the, the words and the sentiment of it are also so specific and perfect and relatable for everyone at any point in your life. It hits it hits on a low in a low kind of way. Like you're not hard hitting to it. You can listen no. to it in the background for hours. It's a very nice oh, pop. Exactly. So I always think that like the best this is like my theory for like if you like have a song and you're like, oh, should we do this a one-shot music video? I always think, is it the kind of song? That you could picture yourself walking down, like, a long sidewalk playing it. And you don't, like, 
break your walking stride, but you can do a dance to it the whole time. Like oh, you yeah. could just like effortlessly put things in. And if it's got like that right beat and that right feeling that you could just add little things in and then go back to walking and like keep the momentum going, oh, you should do a one shot music video. The, that's what the, this song is. The I agree wholeheartedly the Oh yeah, yeah. That's a whole shimmy as you're walking. Absolutely. Oh, just a shimmy. Like, just a shimmy. Yeah. And it's, I, there's so many times that this song is on, I'm walking to the beat of it. I'm, like, flipping my hair. I'm rolling my eyes. It is, I think it, this was, like, a perfect candidate for a one-shot music video because it has this perfect, like, feeling of, like, kind of casual, but you can add a lot of flair onto it. And emotional. Like, like this song and Call Your Girlfriend are actually, like, really emotional songs that you can like everyone does covers of because if mm -hmm. you strip them down they're like really like serious the best thing you can do is just ignore me forget that i was born you can ignore me because you don't need me anymore you know what i find interesting about this song too because all these songs are quite other than maybe five one two three four the other two are quite serious the first two you brought up very colorful very colorful the Would music videos yeah yes, vibrant very. colorful music videos this is very stripped down in the sense that, if anything, Betty is is um, fading into the background and fading out. Which... Yeah, she's she's dressed in all white, and she's got, like, bleach blonde hair that's, like, up in kind of a pompadour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, that the subject matter of the song is about ignoring me, um, feeling like I, I'm not, I don't really matter anymore. Whoa! Her matching that in a black and white music video. Oh my and even god! The beginning of the music video, she has her face inside the um, hoodie, not hoodie. Uh, like it's a, it's turtleneck. like a turtleneck. That's but it's like spandex, so it goes it's, over her like nose. It, yeah, it's an interesting. Um, it's interesting that one shot music videos command attention, but this song is literally about her fading into the background and not literally being paid attention to. I thought that was interesting. But I, she, I had not even processed the whole thing. Like, she's wearing white and it's all white and it's called Ignore Me. Like, just let me fade into the background. Yeah, let me go, you know? And it is so funny as well to do a one-shot music video that's all about holding attention and, like, never letting someone look away. Right. For a song that's just Ignore Me. Yeah. It's a brilliant little juxtaposition. And so this one is the most, I think, technically complicated of the music videos we've looked Oof. at. Oh, it looks Because it is 360, like um, Robbins is, but there are a lot of people. There's another dancer who, who does, like, choreographer with her basically the, the whole time. And there's a number of, like, set pieces during it. Yeah. Because the whole premise is that it's just, like, 360 going around on a track, which you can see. Mm -hmm. Um. And there's, like, a white wall that comes down as sort of, like, a, a backdrop. And they're, like, on a couch. And then she circles around the wall. And then it's at a bar scene. And she just, like, shrugs, like, you know, her ex-boyfriend off or whatever. And they start dancing. And they come back around the wall. And the wall goes up at one point. And it is a way more complicated version of the Robin one in some ways. Because I don't know where the whole crew is hiding in the room. Because they have to be right there to, like, pick the couch out of the way and to get, like, the bar stuff out of the way. And all of those dancers who are at the bar scene have to go somewhere. But Wait. I don't know where they go in the room. Because <laughs> you don't see them. Yeah. Like, it is completely seamless. But they vanish into thin air. This had a lot of ingredients. This, this music video had a lot of ingredients to figure out. 
they had a little behind the scenes thing and they were talking about it. And mm-hmm. I have to say, in all the behind the scenes things I watched, everyone has a moment where they're like, well, we're going to try and do it in one take. We are on the set of Ignore Me for Betty Who, shooting the music video today, and yes. we're trying to do it all in one take, which takes. It's a lot more work than you think it takes to a, do a, a lot, lot of. Like, support. everyone has a moment where they're like, uh, this might not work. We're going to be really real. This might have to be two uh, takes. Yeah. But. They so they're going around and they're doing it and it's so funny she's practicing the choreography, and it's like unlike the Robin choreography where you can make the choreography and then the cameraman has to learn how to complement it mm-hmm. because the camera is just like going around three sixty the whole time. All of your choreography has to work around that. Like it can speed up and slow down, mm. but you have to follow it, and it, it doesn't mean she has to be facing it the whole time. But it has to complement. Like, the way they walk past each other or the angles they're at have to fit with a camera that's moving around you. Yeah, it, yes. It looked clunky. It, I don't oh, want to... what did you think? No, no, no. Go for it. It looked clunky. Like, I... What, and it's not maybe fair because of the other videos that I... Those two videos that we mentioned beforehand, I saw those first. So then when I got to this song, it may have been different had I looked at it the other way. But I couldn't then help notice all the technical... If I'm paying attention to the technical stuff, it means that it's distracting and, and taking away from the message. But, like, two things I noticed. The the camera track, I was, for some reason, bothered by it. I was like, oh, the illusion is taken away. Like, I see now I'm part of a set, which maybe is kind of intentional, but I don't think it was. No, they talk about... Um they like did a couple they did like a rehearsal and then she came back and she's like we have two technical difficulties but we're gonna like work it out and part of me was like is the track one of the technical difficulties <laughs> that you can't get it out of the shot it yeah that's one of them that i was like oh i don't like that there and the second one it's so petty oh your honor may i give you a petty comment i'll allow it there's one there's a wall that comes down between the dancer and betty at one of the points Mm-hmm. It splits down the screen, and it's shaking. It's shaking. I didn't even notice that. Oh, I noticed I'm it gonna immediately. Be, you're, really, you're really being petty, because I'm like, I bet it is. Like, I completely believe you, but I'm like, I didn't notice it, that. It's, well, again, like, the I want the illusion to not, to be completely seamless for me when I watch these kind of videos, and I notice those, that stuff where it's like, oh, that looks a little like the prop person was just shaking as it was coming down. I don't know. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll decline my comment, but at the same time... I'll take my comment off air. I'll take, my, I'll take I'll take my call off the air. Thanks. I think you just have to take on the challenge of a one-shot music video and all the complications that come into it. Um, and it's difficult. I mean, the dancing was great. I, I really like that she was able to incorporate another dancer for a one-shot, which is incredibly difficult. I can only oh, imagine. I mean, literally, it's at least twice as hard as what Robin did. Completely. But... And it's but so here's what I want to kind of compare because this one is actually it's this one is simultaneously similar to the Robin one in that it's kind of 360 and it's one person, but it's also similar to the Feist one in that it's like technically complex to choreograph the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And like, which one do you think was harder to make? Like the day of on the set, like actually to execute it? I say the people, I say Feist. Yeah, I would think so, too, because it's, like, 40 or 50 people that have to get it right. The margin for human error, in but that's why the Feist one, it blows my mind. The margin for human error on that music video is so high. One foot, one hand. Like, you can't edit when someone's hand accidentally, like, maybe 
put the, gets out of the line behind Feist, and you'll see that shot forever. So the fact that everyone nailed it is an incredible feat. Like it, that's an, that's incredible. I can't even process that sometimes that they got all those dancers to fall in line so quickly. A one-shot music video is really just a testament to how well can you rehearse. All like, about preparation. How well can you practice it? How well do you rehearse it? How much does every single person know what's going on? Because there's no editing. And it's one of those things, too, where a lot of music videos, the there's a concept, right? Like, let's imagine Ariana Grande, Dave Myers, uh, a Nicki Minaj, you know, any video. Yeah. There's you a premise. Get, you get the script, you get the setup, you show up to set, and you begin it, you have some choreography. Robin had to probably make a relationship with not just lighting, but with the camera person. Oh, yeah. you uh, Do you mean, like... Like a, a performance relationship of Cor- like correct. how we're like having this intimacy. Like we have to really know yes. like how we're both gonna move and what's gonna work. If Robin's on the floor, that camera person needs to be ready to get on the floor, know the know the counts that she's doing on the floor, and get back up and do it smoothly. That's a relationship she has to form with that yes, person totally. way before arriving on set. And there's very little, at least in the final product, there's very little room to throw something away. Like, we watch so many of these music videos, and I think of, like, J-Lo and Waiting for Tonight, where she's, like, up on that little plexiglass thing, and she's like, well, I'm not wearing my heels on this thing because I'm going to fall off of it. Mm -hmm. And when you have editing, you can, like, throw out a shot. You can throw out a prop or whatever, because you're like, whatever, we'll just, like, cut it a different way. Where with this, it's very much like, you. I mean, there's a certain, there's only, there's a very high bar of things that have to be in the music video for this to work, that you cannot get rid of them because otherwise the whole thing is going to fall apart. So much pressure. Way. That's so yeah. much pressure. Do you have a, if I can ask, do you have a favorite from any of these three? Do you have a fave? Like of the three that you've compared today, did you, do you, we have a winner in some capacity? Oh, do we have a winner? That's a good question. We can oh. all be winners. We can it's all be winners, so, by the way. Oh man. I, for the record, I think they're all, very technically impressive. Like, I want to oh. go back to that. that. That These leave an impression on me. And, like, I would tell someone, like, watch this and you're going to you're gonna hold on to it. You're going to remember this later. Yeah. Um, I think Call Your Girlfriend and 1234 are both amazing music videos in the way they're actually made. And I think they actually complement the songs mm-hmm. really well. And that Robin has that, like, that like really vulnerable expressiveness and that one, two, three, four has this kind of like beautiful, whimsical carelessness going mm. on. Ignore me as a warehouse one shot. I'm not sure it had to be that way. Like I have a category here that's like street one shots where it's just people walking down the street. Oh, and it's one shot. Uh, like, hideaway I, by, by Kiza. Hideaway by Kiza. Famous um, Want You Back by Haim is one. Oh yeah. And I almost think it could have worked well as that as well. Mm. But I'm also biased because I'm like, I like to walk down the street and listen to Ignore Me. Mm. So I think I want to give it to Call Your Girlfriend and 1234 just because I think they get that added, like, uh, what the style points of it being like, this was a really good format for these songs. Oh, yeah. Like, it really was. It enhanced them. It made it more memorable. It, like, helped you connect to it on a really emotional level. And I'm not sure like, we've ever talked about that yet, but, like, a music video that, like, makes the song better and deeper Ugh. and... I think those two did it for me. Um, this is more recent, but Normani motivation is definitely that music video that elevated the song in a way that I could never have imagined. 
All right, all right. I know you want this just to be a Normani podcast, but we got to go. We got to go. Wait, last thing, last thing. I didn't tell last you my winner. Thing. Oh, who is your winner? Tell me. Um, uh, my winner um, is, even though I've said so many beautiful things about the Feist 1234, it's definitely Robin Call Your Girlfriend. Yeah, that's, I respect that. You can't beat the rawness of that, of eye contact, like, oh, you can't beat that. You just can't beat Watch, it. Watching it again, I was like, oh man, this might be one of the best music videos of all time. Maybe I gotta. There's so many music videos. I'm afraid. I know to there's say so anything. many, and it's a crazy thing to say. But really, just like watching it, I was like, "Holy shit! This music video is amazing." Oh, it's got power. Absolutely. That was one, two, three, four by Feist. Call your girlfriend by Robin, and ignore me by Betty Who. Who? I'm Kevin, and I'm Jose, and this is music for your eyes. Bye. Bye. How early do you think people got to that Popeyes? 9.30. There was a church van there.